1: Good morning. Welcome to Red Sea Roundup. Today is Wednesday, January 13th, and I'm your host, Gene Wilhelm. Uh, We have a a great program lined up for you. Uh, We have John Pachata from Waco here in a minute, and then in the second part of the program, we will have Brian Smith, who is a certified financial planner, and uh, we will be talking about. All those financial New Year's resolutions that you made and haven't figured out how you're going to handle. Today is the feast of St. Hilary of, and I'm going to butcher the name, uh, Thaddeus is here with me. Good morning, Thaddeus. Tell me where Hilary is from. Hilary of Poitiers. Poitiers, okay. St. Hilary uh, of Poitiers was. Uh, not originally a Christian, became a Christian, and got very deeply engaged in the controversy with the Arians, so much so that the emperor had him banished. Uh, and in the process of uh, being banished, he, he developed a number of programs and books and things to combat the the Arians. So uh, he, and eventually came back, and everything was great, and we owe a lot to St. Hilary. And uh, now we've got John Pichotta with us, and... Uh, Hello,
0: John from Waco.
2: Hello, Gene, and hello, Thaddeus. Good to be with you.
0: Welcome back, John. Say, John. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm I'm interrupting.
2: I'm waiting for Thaddeus or you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. John,
1: uh, we're going to talk about some stuff that's going on with Pro-Life Waco, but I'd like you to tell me a little bit about yourself and to our audience and uh, uh, maybe what
2: pro life Waco is. Okay, um, I was raised on a family farm in Colorado, and uh, I got to Waco in uh, 1980, and uh, with a position at Baylor in the Department of Economics, and so I was blessed to be at Baylor since uh, till uh, 2012. Saw several a and Baylor tussles in athletics, which were a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, abo- well, it, the, uh, abortion came to Waco in 1994. And shortly after that, I became pretty involved in uh, this organization that became Pro-Life Waco. I began about 1996. Well, for a good 25 years, I've been in the tussle here in uh, – uh was Planned Parenthood abortion facility. And uh, so that's a focus of our attention. And we do what was what we call public square outreach. And we want our neighbors to clearly know that they have neighbors who deeply care about the shedding of innocent blood. So the organization's grown over the years. And uh, my retirement <laughs> is, has been anything but a retirement.
1: That that happens when you get involved in uh, in in the kind of work that you do or any type of volunteer work. People think that there's not a lot going on, but you stay very busy.
2: But yeah, it's very busy, and it's a small organization. You know, you, you kind of have to do everything. You have to wear a lot of hats, mm-hmm. and uh, not not a lot of delegating. You know, right. Some, but but still, you have to you know, like a data entry and everything. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, most of what I do is not too glamorous. <laughs> Tell
1: me a little bit about some of the things. You, you sent me a, a sheet here with some of the things that you're involved yeah. in there. And we'll, let's talk a little bit about some of that. You talked about a, some car, Carolyn, the pro-life billboard truck.
2: Oh, yes. That, that has been the icon of pro-life Waco for two decades. And, and we've got a beautiful billboard truck. And it's also a warehouse truck because we, all of our stuff, for our outreach events are there. And uh, we actually, we had a Carolyn for 10 years and we sold it. And, and we've got a new Carolyn that we've just had for about a year. And uh, instead of just t- attaching vinyl things, flapping around on it, we had it wrapped beautifully.
1: Oh, okay. And it,
2: it is just sharp as can be. And so we have Carolyn, like at this moment, it's out at Planned Parenthood. Uh, serving the people that are doing sidewalk counseling. But then we have a rotation of eight churches in Waco. And on the weekend, we park it at different churches around the city. It's churches that are very prominently uh, in the, in the uh, public eye, you know, with the traffic flow We've that St. Louis church over on 25th street uh, is, is in that also the Knights of my Knights of Columbus council, 1358 uh, we're in that, that rotation. So well, we're uh, we're juggling a lot of balls. We, we've got an event, uh, one one event every every week. Uh, well, first Sunday of the month is Life Change Sunday. Second Sunday of the month is extra special, where I cook spaghetti and meatballs. And, and so, uh,
1: if if any of our listeners want to uh, participate in the spaghetti and meatballs, where do they come, John?
2: Uh, Saint Mary's uh, Parish Hall. You know, if if any of the your listeners want to receive a a, a Newsletter once a week and no more than that. Uh, just uh, send a note to prolifewaco uh, at gmail dot com. That uh, email address, okay. prolifewaco at gmail dot com, and say subscribe, and you know what we're doing. Okay, now, this is worth driving ninety miles for this meal.
1: Uh, that, I'm betting it is. Uh, so it's yeah. your it's your mother's or grandmother's recipe.
2: Isn't it? It, it my mother's, and she probably got it from her mother, but. Yeah. No, I mean this is a, what I had. My recipe for that sauce, and uh, um, growing up every Sunday, you know, spaghetti and meatballs. And tell, so, yeah, yeah I, I use my mother's recipe, and
1: oh, th- it, it's a
2: it's a very enjoyable event, hey, a very you can, event.
1: You can't hear it there, but I can hear uh, Thaddeus's stomach growling right now, thinking about oh, the spaghetti oh, yeah. and meatballs. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, tell us totally
1: a little bit about favorite. something that, that you've got coming up. Uh, that you're doing with the newspaper in Waco that's pretty unique. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen uh, that happen before.
2: Well, it's never happened <clears throat> in Texas before. And it—it uh, it is a full-page, row day, which is January 22nd, signature ad that uh, will be printed in the Waco Tribune Herald. And so we're going to have a nice little at-the-top of graphics and pictures of baby and Jesus and Mother Teresa And then below, it's going to be 600 names of families that are are affirming the statement, uh, the regret of 60 million babies lost to abortion and the harm to women and and dedicating ourselves to um, uh, defending moms and babies. And uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, you know, I I was inspired to do it by an ad that I saw in the Waco Tribune Herald on 9-11. And a local businessman put a full-page ad honoring the dead uh, of, of 9-11. And I saw that ad, and I thought, gosh, if, the, if this man is willing to do this for this event, shouldn't we be doing something for the day of regret of, for people in the abortion battle? Which is and that's going to be the 48th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And so I brought it to the board and said, well, what do you think? The ad cost is $3,700. So we came up with, well, we're going to ask for contributions of from $5 to $50 to put your name on the ad. And uh, so that's what we did. And (laughs) we've been promoting it. You know, it's our maiden voyage, and you don't do everything. Except at Red Sea Radio, you do everything perfectly from the outset. But a lot of times we learn along the way.
1: <laughs> uh, you so, uh, John, you haven't seen the debris in the office here from where we had to throw <laughs> things away because it wasn't done right the first time.
2: Well, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it happens. But that's the way, you know, we we go forward, put one foot in front of the other, and uh, re- realize when we've been put the foot in the right place. But I learned a lot, and we did reach our goal of— we're, we're going to reach it, uh, maybe with help from some of your listeners today, of, uh, of uh, 600 uh, households. We're not doing organizations this year, signing on to the ad. And so it's turned out real well. We've had a lot of participation, a lot of excitement of people wanting to be a part, uh, a part of this. And, and it's, it's brought people you know, into contact with Pro-Life Wake on people that haven't been inv- involved. You know they're sending uh, online or by mail. You know I, I I want in. You know here's my contribution. So you know we we've been involved for a long time. We do a lot of things month after month after month. Some things if it works don't you don't fix it. Yeah. But we're all we're also looking for new arrows in the quiver. And so this is a pretty big arrow. In, yes. In, yes, in it the is. Quiver. Now if somebody and, uh,
1: if somebody wants to participate in this, John, how do they go about doing that?
2: Okay. Probably the easiest and quickest would just be to go to our website, which is ProLifeWaco.com. Okay. And then look for the Support Us button. Okay. On the homepage. So, click that button, and they, they know where to go from there. And they can yeah, make a donation of $5 uh, and, and uh, put your name in. You know, If you fill out a form, click it over, and I'll get in five minutes.
1: So what happens if somebody wants to make a donation but doesn't want their name on on the ad for one reason or another?
2: Well, that happens. That happens. And 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 so, uh, uh, especially by, by mail. Of you know, here's a donation. And if if someone puts something in the mail today, it'll get it'll get in. It'll get in the ad. But you, people make it, make a donation. I can understand people are in different kinds of situations uh, and uh, want to remain anonymous with it and, and support what we're doing. We have a, you know, a lot of business people that support us, but they don't really want to have their names out front and, you know, we don't put them out front. But they're, they're the fuel in the tank to make things happen.
1: Now, what's the mailing address if they want to mail that in? Maybe we have somebody that's listening that doesn't
2: have okay. uh, internet access. Okay. 4200 Grimm, and that's G-R-I-M Avenue 4200 Grimm Avenue. And uh, Waco, Texas. And the zip, and the zip 7, is. 6, 76710.
1: 6, so repeat that one more time. So because uh,
2: somebody 4, just 600.
1: went to get a pencil on a piece of paper.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. Maybe mention it later in the program. No. 4200 Grimm, G R I M, Avenue. And then it's. Waco, Texas, of course, and then seven, six, seven, one, zero.
1: Okay. Okay. So what else is coming up after you get the ad in? Do you have any other activities planned for uh, Roe v. Way Day Day?
2: Well, actually we do. The Texas Alliance for Life has uh, announced just today that they're reformatting that rally for life uh, in in Austin, and they're not going to be able to do that big thing from the Capitol. So they ask people in various cities to have little rallies in their hometown like Waco. Mm-hmm. And then what's going to happen is uh, they're going to ask people around the state and me and Deborah McGregor of CareNet Pregnancy Center to speak about what's going on in their hometown. And they're going to weave that into a live stream. Oh. So uh, be aware of this and kind of watch out for this rally for life announcement. It's going to be on uh, January 23rd, Saturday, the next day, our ad will be out. I'll be able to show it to them in the video, and uh, uh, but so we'll be participating from Waco in the uh, Texas uh, Texas Rally for Life. So we're we're, we're doing we're doing that, and then a couple other events that that we have is uh, we have Life Chain outreach, and and we have to go on the overpass. Uh, uh, with a, with an outreach as well, and then we have sidewalk counseling it's you know, very multifaceted what, what we're doing uh we uh in just being a presence in this town and mm-hmm. you know it's the heartbreak where the uh there's only two medium sized cities in Texas where that are abortion cities, and uh used to be that. Clean and college station, or maybe it was Brian, that had an abortion yes. facility. Uh, but, but they don't anymore. And now of mid sized cities in Texas, it's only McAllen and Waco. Wow. And so we have a an extra special burden. And if you think of the map of Texas, uh, West of okay. Waco, the closest abortion facility is El Paso.
1: Okay, John, we're just about out of town. We got time. We got less than a minute. Okay. Is there any last-minute thing you'd like to say before we go?
2: Well, I'd say participate in these activities in January, and then then all all through the through the year. And I appeal to you to get on this uh, ad in in uh, Waco, and then maybe think about doing that in Bryan College Station next year. And uh, I love. Uh, Red Sea Radio, and okay. thank you so much for all the support you've given uh, over over the years.
1: Okay, thank you, John. Very much, I appreciate it. After Thanks, the 17. break, after the break, we'll have Brian Smith with us here. In the meantime, okay, listen to the messages that we have, uh, and we will see you right after the break. And God bless everybody that can't be here, and pray that our transmitter in, in Brian Collis Station is gets power again soon.
2: Oh, okay. Oh. I was dead
1: in the grave. Baby, Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Gene Wilhelm, and so glad to have you here. And as I've said several times before, every time I hear that bumper music coming into the second part of the show, I feel like I ought to be in a saddle somewhere.
0: Hey, speaking of saddles, Gene, this just in. We are back in the saddle here in Bryan College Station, Power has been restored. Power was restored to KEDC basically right as we went on the air for Red Sea Roundup. I didn't get a chance to put that in because we had that long that uh, long conversation and good conversation with John Pachata about Pro-Life Waco. But yeah, we are back on the air. That's great. Uh, terrestrial radio signal restored here at 88.5 KEDC. Thank you for all the prayers uh, that were said over the last few days uh, that we get that restored. And we thank... Uh, all those workers from uh, our electrical provider who've been working tirelessly to restore power. Thank you so much. So Gene, take it away.
1: And I want to welcome all of our listeners, not only on KEDC 88.5 here in the Bryan College Station area, but at KYAR 98.3 in Central Texas and KINF 107.9 in Palestine. And my guest today, uh, this part of the uh, show is Brian Smith. Hello, Brian.
3: Good morning, Gene. How are you?
1: I am doing just great. It's uh, good to be out and about. Uh, I know the snow was only basically a day or a day and a half, but it sure felt confining.
3: It did, but it was uh, still uh, a beautiful winter wonderland that God provided us.
1: Now, Brian, you are a certified financial planner, among other things. And when I talk to you, what I said I would like to talk about is all these people, excuse me, that have made uh, this New Year's resolution that they're going to do something better with their finances than they have in the past. So I'm assuming that you're qualified to help people to understand all those things, right?
3: I am, Gene. Yes, I am. I've, uh, been a certified financial planner for a long time, and actually been in the industry and as a financial planner for almost 33 years now. So I guess I guess I've seen just about everything.
1: You've been through a few booms and busts, then.
3: Oh yes, oh yes. Now you starting with uh, the crash of '87 in October when I. Decided there had to be a better way to do uh, investments and in financial planning.
1: So, what uh, what does a financial planner do? And then you're also a fiduciary, so which is something beyond just being a financial planner. And so, what does a financial planner do? And then what what makes a fiduciary different from a financial planner?
3: Well, I'm glad you asked that, Gene. Those are excellent questions, and there is a huge difference. There is no. Pure definition of a financial planner unfortunately just about anybody can call themselves a financial planner uh, everybody from a life insurance salesman to a stock and bond salesman where they want to sell you only one thing or one uh, a, a group of small items a certified financial planner which is above and beyond uh, just a financial planner has to um, have three years in the business minimum, has to go through a holistic study program covering all six key areas of a financial plan, starting with your current area, going through protection planning issues like life and disability, homeowners insurance, things like that, but more from a consultative area, not a sales area. Um, We go through income tax planning, we go through retirement planning, we go all the way to estate planning. So we cover a very big and holistic uh, medley of of uh, study areas and we go in depth. And in order to be a certified financial planner, you have to c- take a comprehensive uh, eight hour full day test and it's all or nothing. It's, it's all uh, or nothing. You have to pass the entire thing. It's about a 50% pass ratio. And then beyond that, you have to, uh, for the last uh, 25, 30 years, I've had to continually update my certifications, continually keep up with all that's happening in, in all those six key areas, um, and whether it be income tax planning and taxes that change yearly or whether what's the latest on the investment scene. So you have to keep up. You have to have a 30-hour coursework of uh, extra credit hours, uh, showing that you've kept up with the knowledge that you need in order to advise people. And then finally, as you mentioned, Gene, a fiduciary is above and beyond a, even a certified financial planner. You can be a certified financial planner, work for a stock brokerage firm, work for a life insurance company, and not be a fiduciary. Um, a fiduciary, in a nutshell, you must always act in the best interest of the client and the customer that you're serving, bar none. Uh, that is the fiduciary level, and that fiduciary level carries an extra liability with it, whereby if you come up against two very like items, good case in point that I've used before, is say you want to educate your children. Um, A life insurance agent or a stock and bond broker may say, oh, well, you need to use cash value life insurance and then borrow out of that cash value to educate your children um, and then pay it back after they're educated and whatnot. Well, you could do that. Or you could use uh, a more uh, fiduciary model by using things like, Uh, 529 accounts. The new 529 accounts are custodial type accounts set up specifically by the U.S. government and each state uh, has those accounts uh, approved by the state to educate your kids starting with uh, parochial school, if you want parochial school and Catholic school for your kids, uh, K through 8, all the way to college. These are 529 accounts are protected uh, from any lawsuits that that some accounts are not. They can be, they are funded usually by mutual funds or uh, the new ETFs, the electronic traded uh, funds uh, with much lower fees than what insurance is, gives you much more product productivity and performance in your investments and therefore, Gives you much greater rate of return and much more value when it comes time for the child to need uh, that education money. Doing a 529 is a fiduciary plan. That is the very best for the client and very best for the child's education. A life insurance or a stock and bond may or may not, is probably not the very best possible to do. Therefore, it would not be a fiduciary. It might be what we call the suitability definition, not the fiduciary definition. And the fiduciary definition is always superior to any other type uh, strategy that you could use.
1: Well, Brian, it sounds to me as though if you're acting as a fiduciary, it would be a conflict of interest for you to be a stock, a stock broker agent or a, an insurance agent or something of that nature. Is that correct?
3: Well, it could be. That's a great question, Gene. It could be. A lot of it depends on how you're compensated. When I first started in the business 32 years ago, back in 88, uh, almost all of us were compensated by commission. And I was real uncomfortable with that. Uh, you know, it's just like a used car salesman, uh, and even to this day, unfortunately, life insurance agents compensate their uh, insurance people, and some stock and bond brokers compensate their people only by commission. Only when you sell something uh, or buy something does somebody receive, uh, the the broker or the life insurance agent only receives a commission. So if you monitor those accounts along the way and you monitor those stocks and bonds, and say you need to, uh, say you bought, you know, uh, Amazon 20 years ago when it was cheap, and now it's run up so much, you want to go ahead and do the right thing and sell some of it, if not a lot of it, uh, say, for the client mm-hmm. to either educate their kids or retire on or something like that. There might be a big commission and therefore a conflict of interest. We now have, uh, in because of the consumer, because of the client, because the industry is so dynamic, we have gone to uh, different compensation models, what we call fee-only models, and then sometimes even uh, retainer models, whereby there is a set fee no matter what happens in the transaction. So there is no conflict of interest with a set fee. So if... If you bought Amazon and you bought a hundred shares uh, at ten dollars a share for a thousand dollars, we might receive a one percent fee if you hang on to that. Mm-hmm. If that ten, you know Amazon grew to uh, let's just make it easy. Uh, that thousand grew to a hundred thousand. Uh, we would not get a big compensation or big commission to get in the way to sell that. That. So either a retainer, um, whereby uh, fee only, whereby there is a, a certain fixed percentage fee based on the value, uh, is a good methodology in which mo- a lot of financial planners, fiduciary financial planners, and certified financial planners utilize today, or a retainer whereby we state a dollar amount per year, a contractually obligated dollar amount, and say we charge you $5,000 to manage your multi-million dollar portfolio and all the financial planning that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. Say we charge you $5,000 per year, no matter what we do, no matter how much time we put in, it's always gonna be a set amount and that's negotiated between us and the client. Mm -hmm. And then finally, there is another way that uh, is similar uh, business model to what attorneys do is that we can charge per hour. We don't like charging per hour. Uh, uh, We bill out at $250 an hour. We don't like that because we want our clients to be very close to us and have no second thoughts about picking up the phone and calling us when the market's down or when they have a tax issue or when they have an estate planning issue, um, when they have a mother or father with COVID that might be near death, what do they do uh, for estate planning purposes? We do not want that client to hesitate to give us a call and, and not worry about, oh, they're going to charge me $250 for this phone call.
1: Yeah, I, I can understand how that would be. Uh, I'm going to interrupt for just a second, Brian. Uh, for our listeners on, at uh, KEDC 88.5 in, cent- in uh, Bra- Brazos Valley, KYAR 98.3 in the Waco area, and at 107.9 in Palestine, we've got Brian Smith on the line with us today, and he is a certified financial planner and a fiduciary. And if you have some questions or comments you'd like to make to Brian, you may well have, uh, I would. Uh, you can call us at 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-683-7332. That's five love red sea six eight five five six eight three seven three three two. 855 683 7332 Brian, that's that's all very interesting. And so, why who would need a who needs a financial planner, and and why why would they do it now? Is it, it is it, it is it too late <clears throat> to start implementing that resolution that you had for the new year that you were going to get your financial house in order?
3: No, Gene, it's never too late. Um, and going back to your first question, who needs a financial planner? Just about everybody. And again, going back to a, our dynamic. Uh, uh, dynamic industry, we now have uh, a business model for anyone right down to students at Texas A&M or Baylor or, you know, college students with their first job coming out and they want to know what benefits should they select on their 401k and what benefits they should select from their new company hire. Uh, their first company hire all the way to um you know people that are advanced in their age. I have clients up to ninety four years of age um, and I've got clients that are in their twenties, so anybody can benefit from a financial plan. It's how you pay for it and fortunately, uh, again, because of the dynamic industry, it's very consumer friendly very consumer oriented. We have everything from what we call robo-financial planner groups, whereby you get online with the Internet and you have an interactive chat or whatnot with a financial planner that may uh, handle uh, hundreds and hundreds of uh, clients or may only handle your particular call and suggestion and do a financial plan for you through the Internet and that's becomes very inexpensive and very uh, very uh good for people starting out then you evolve to eventually someone like me who um, you have much more complex issues, much more uh in-depth needs, you want to talk you want to have somebody on call at any time that you have any type of financial need. We are um uh, as fiduciaries, we, we cover the whole line of wealth management all the way down to, uh, again, I've got several, I have several clients where we have three generations of clients whereby I help their grandkids, uh, you know, with their first job. I help their grandkids, uh, you know, pay off their student debt, things of that nature. So we handle the whole uh Gamut and the whole spectrum of financial planning issues, and going back to your question, just any everybody and every anybody could use a good financial plan, um, and the financial plans look totally different depending on your complexity and and your needs and what needs you need in in the area. So we t- custom tailor our financial plans and. And people on the Internet do, do it as well. They, they custom the financial plan. And sometimes they're modules. We may concentrate just on where you are and where you need to be. Uh, most of my clients are retired or about to be retired. We concentrate just on retirement and estate planning issues. Very few of them have education issues unless they're saving for a grandchild or something Mm -hmm. like that. So it can be modular and focus in on one particular topic. But usually a good financial plan is comprehensive and covers all key areas because what may be good for investment planning may not be good for your taxes and tax planning. Mm -hmm. So I hope that answers your question in a long, (coughs) drawn-out way.
1: It's good. It was a good answer. Now, Brian, you service—I'm sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, it may be cool, but my allergies are still there. Uh, yes, yes. You, uh, and you uh, are in Bryan College Station, but you service right. clients not necessarily just in Bryan College Station. Is that correct?
3: Yes, I have clients throughout the nation.
1: And how does that work? Is that f- mostly phone?
3: It's phone, and now with the advent of COVID, a lot of Zoom, but I do go visit my clients. Uh, last summer, I went and visited some clients in in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and Charlotte, North Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, I,
1: I hope Kathy got to go along.
3: She did. She did. Morgantown, <laughs> West Virginia. So... Uh, and then I have clients on the other side of the nation, in Hamilton, Montana, and Denver, Colorado, Phoenix, Arizona. So, you know, I'd love to get out to those places at particular times of the year and and have visited all those people. Uh, but a lot of times, we do a lot of internet emails, we do a lot of uh, Zoom uh, calls, and we do a lot of uh, phone calls as well. Now, so and and at any time they can call us, we have toll free numbers uh as well as the advent of the internet makes it beautiful for uh, emails and whatnot
1: now- for, uh, Brian if somebody wanted to know more about you uh how would they find out about you do you have an, do you have an uh web account uh web page or would they yes, call we you do. Or we what? have
3: several web pages uh mainly at our company name traditions wealth advisors dot com is where you find us. Okay. But we also have another website at Spirit Stewardship Ministries. And that's where we do uh financial literacy testing or financial literacy uh, um um we, we teach financial literacy on a nonprofit basis. Now who, so We have the two websites.
1: Now, we've talked uh, other times that the the two main people that talk about financial uh, – Christian financial planning are Dave Ramsey and Phil Lenahan. Lenahan. And you, you probably – what you teach is probably more based on what Phil Lenahan says. Phil is a Catholic, is he not?
3: a Catholic, uh, a true Catholic uh, financial uh, resource. He uh, is a CPA and uh, has seven children. And um, him and Dave Ramsey overlap quite a bit, but he has a little bit more substance to him instead of more salesmanship. But, uh, you know, Dave Ramsey's good too, and he's got a good message as well. But we try and keep it directly toward financial stewardship and we uh we we teach it and don't try and bring people together in a huge stadium and you know try and teach to 75,000 at a time Mm -hmm. we teach to smaller groups of 25 or 30 at most and we teach financial stewardship and and especially uh us Catholics uh, need more help in financial stewardship. Uh, on average, uh, a Catholic only ties 1.8 percent of his of their gross uh, income back to the church. My uh, Church of Christ, my Baptists, my Methodists, it's 10 percent always. 10 percent off the top gross back to the church and that's why uh, I jokingly say that's why you don't see uh, Church of Christ people playing bingo
1: <laughs> tell me a little bit about this uh, your your spirit uh, your other company the
3: uh, spirit stewardship ministry
1: yes and then you, you uh, when we were talking about that you said that also ministers are as clients who are churches is that did, did, or did I yes. misunderstand something?
3: No, that is correct. Um, we have we have uh, churches as clients, uh, but we do that as a fee basis. The nonprofit, which is separate from handling churches' money or any nonprofit money, the nonprofit uh, Spirit Stewardship Ministries is strictly non-profit, uh, no profit whatsoever, and we do it at cost. And I, it, it came about several years ago, uh, maybe even 10 years ago, when I was appointed—in fact, it was 10 years ago, back in '91, when uh, at the time Father Mike Sis, now Bishop Mike Sis, appointed me to the first and helped found the first diocese investment committee. And uh, the Diocese of Austin had raised uh, a substantial amount of money and, uh, through Bishop Amon's capital campaigns. Uh, and Bishop uh, Joe uh, Vasquez came in and said, you know, we, we need, and I kept telling Father Mike that we needed to put their money where, where they preached and where their mouth was, and that too many secular investments <laughs> were going to abortificance, they were going to pornography, they were going to weapons of mass destruction, <laughs> nuclear-type weapons, all completely um, uh, frowned upon, by, of course, by the teachings of the Church. So why would we invest in companies like this? Well, uh, Father Mike Sis, who was a uh, uh, parochial... Uh, uh, Vicar General, not parochial, but Vicar General at the time said, you know, Brian, let's, let's do that. Let's make all our money uh, completely aligned to the teachings of the Catholic Church. And now, 10 years later, every penny that we oversee and have overseen for the last 10 years is aligned completely with the teachings of the Catholic Church. And we go to the very extent Of Even if there's child labor involved, even if there's huge pollution involved, we will uh, sell uh, that company's stock or bond, and we won't invest in them. But at the same time, we still get very good rates of return, and we get rates of return that are very comparable to the Dow Jones or the S&P 500. So no longer... Do you have to sacrifice huge rates of return in order to get, in order to, you know, uh, be aligned with the teachings of the Church and, and satisfy your own own moral compass? Mm. That's... So we do that, and I preach that through uh, the stewardship ministries. Because my profit company, Traditions Wealth Advisors, our profit company—we have Three professionals working here, all Catholic by the way, um, we have minimums in which we have decided that we can only handle so many clients. So we charge $5,000 minimum fees for clients in the local area and $10,000 minimum fees for clients outside of the uh, Texas area. And because of that, we, you know, Knew that we were going to be missing out on a lot of people that needed our help, so that's why we give back to the community and to the people who can't afford those high fees, uh, even though they're reasonable and they're very. We do a lot of work for them. St- we still recognize those are high fees for for a lot of people. So that's why we started the nonprofit company and we teach the same principles. We use the same strategies. We teach. All the same things that the people that are paying five thousand and ten thousand for, but we do it in a group way, and we don't do it so intimate and so hands on. And we don't uh, get calls from the, the the participants in the group teaching, you know so much afterwards, and we're not on call for them all the time. but we give them the same good information, the same good foundation, the same good fiduciary um, uh, teachings. That we give all our clients. Now but well, we do it in a nonprofit, very inexpensive way that any everybody can benefit.
1: Okay, uh, we we'll, us we'll, touch on that to get a second. Uh, again, my guest today is Brian Smith. Uh, he's a certified financial plan, planner and a fiduciary. And you're listening to Red Sea Roundup. And uh, those of you who are in the Bryan College Station area, you're listening on 88.5 FM KEDC. In Waco, Central Texas area, you're listening on 98.3 K-Y-A-R. And if you're in the Palestine area, you're listening on 107.9 K-I-N-F. If you have a question or a comment for Brian, uh, you can give us a call at 85-LOVE-RED-SEA, 855-683-7332. Okay, Brian, you were talking a bit ago about the uh the the basic i guess it's pro bono work that you do uh yes. do, do you do you do that through churches do you go to like so you go to uh saint so-and-so catholic church in whatever town in texas and you put on a seminar yeah. or how does that work
3: yes um I, it, it works however the church wants me i've gone to saint joseph's here in Bryan uh to their age managers uh uh and taught about estate planning issues, uh, so it just depends on. However, the church or even any nonprofit uh, wants uh, to utilize our services, we're happy to do that. Uh, uh, we usually go out at night or on the weekends, and 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 give those type of talks. But it, it just depends on what the uh, church or the nonprofit group, whether it be a uh, VFW group or something like that, uh, whatever they need. We we went out on campus. Uh, I had a young man who uh, was a graduate of the Texas a uh, Corps of Cadets, and had just entered the uh, military reserves, and he said there was a great need on campus to teach both the Corps of Cadets and then these new uh, Uh, reservists and former military guys that are coming back uh, and and women to get their degrees, there was a great need to help counsel them on their benefits in the military. Mm -hmm. And so we did that on a nonprofit basis, uh, working in conjunction with uh, the university's uh, great services up at the university. Um, So we'll tailor our services and our uh, talks to, you know, just about any nonprofit group uh, and, and their needs.
1: Brian, over the years, uh, what would you say is the biggest need that most people need as far as financial planning goes? Or where, where, is, where is the greatest lack? I don't know. I know exactly how to answer, ask the question, but where do you see that people need to be more aware of their finances than they are?
3: Everybody wants to retire someday or be financially independent and give them the choice and the option to retire, Gene. Um, But wrapped into that, you know, is the bigger picture, going back to stewardship, I think that um, less than 5% of people that retire retire the way they want to. And that's for a myriad of reasons. You know, they didn't save enough. They had setbacks. Uh, they mm-hmm. gave uh, uh, most of their discretionary income to their to their children for education. So you know, it's a myriad of reasons. But one of the big reasons is that, just like financial stewardship, unfortunately, the American public and the American psyche is set up for materialism mm. and spending first on, on having fun, going out and buying new cars, buying houses that are much bigger than you need, and then saving what's left over. Well, just like in financial stewardship, uh, we preach that it's God's, it's, there's, there's nothing on earth that you can take with you when you die. Everything on earth is given to you by the grace of God. And God gave you, um, you know, Gene, in your case, uh, the, the, the knack for IT and computers, and, and in my case, the knack for financial uh, planning and economics and, and financial things. And I need to use that for God's service to others. Uh, and not and, and not, just make it frivolous. So instead of spending first, I need to save first and tithe first, do my 10% tithing first to things like the church, to Red Sea Radio, to uh, 40 Days for Life, to, to, to a myriad of nonprofit and good charitable organizations. And then after I satisfy my 10%, and I've paid my fixed expenses after that, then I need, and, and I, I've not only done my 10% tithing, but I've also done uh, my savings for retirement or for whatever other goal I might have, education, a goal of uh, paying cash for the next car. To do that first. Do your needs and what we call you know the fruits of your labor in the financial stewardship lingo, do the fruits of your labors first with uh uh saving for retirement with tithing, then paying your fixed expenses, and then if there's anything left over, that's what you spend on entertainment and going out to eat and if there's anything left over, you know, using for recreation, things like that. And unfortunately, the 95% of the American public does it in reverse. They spend first and only save what's left over and tithe what's left over. We need a whole new paradigm shift whereby you save first, you tithe first, and then you spend what's left over. And that's tough to do.
1: It sure is. Uh, I can could, I could, uh, speak to that from experience. And it sounds like this is a very Catholic thing to do, because it, as you have been talking, I've been reminded of the parable of the talents, where everybody, the, the three people were given a certain amount of uh, money uh, based upon their abilities. And the what they were asked to do is to do with it as best they could, uh, and to, to make the best of that situation. And you had two of them that did their very best, uh um, and each of them were successful and the one just gave up and didn't do anything. And he was the exactly. one, he was the one that, that, uh, received the, uh, the, the punishment.
3: Yes. His master didn't like that, even though his master wasn't the best person to work for, but you're right. That's exactly what it, uh, the the, the the parable is and and what God's telling us is that satisfy your needs uh, satisfy the tithing first and then spend what's left
1: Brian what what do you say uh, to the person that may be listening here that says, you know I'm just making it paycheck to paycheck and here Brian is talking about putting all this money away for the future and and I'm really not living. Uh, an extravagant life, what do you say to that person? How, how can they go about uh, making the small incremental changes that will result in long-term benefits?
3: I say uh, look at some of my clients. I've got clients that never made more than $30,000 a year, but they, they were frugal and they saved – a little bit every month. They utilized, uh, tax, uh, favored investments like IRAs and whatnot every year. Uh, and after working with them for the last 30 years, they now have three quarters of a million dollars in the, in savings and investments for their retirement.
1: That's on a $30,000 a year income, probably families to go along with that.
3: Uh, no, these are two, uh, two individuals, okay. 30,000 each. But the point is, we have a, a mantra in the industry. It's not how much you make every month or every year. It's how much is left over at the end of that month or at the end of that year. So it's, you go out and buy a couple year old used car instead of a brand new car and you save on that depreciation, that vast depreciation in the value of the car in the first couple years. Uh, Another great case in point is, I was thinking the other day, if you only save $5 a month and you bought a McDonald's coffee instead of a Starbucks coffee, so $5 a month Sixty dollars a year you invested that over 30 years you'd be shocked at how much that would grow so it's little things like that gene that um no matter what budget you're on no matter how much you make uh you can you you can set you can meet your goals i've had other clients that made well in excess of six figures and uh petered it all away, just, just blew the money, and by the time they retired, they had very little, if anything, to show for it. Mm-hmm. So it's not how much you make, it's how much is left over at the end of every month or every year, and there's always uh, some way that we can squeeze out a little bit more uh, you know, water out of that rock.
1: You, you, we may have listeners, too, say, well, well Brian, I can't afford $5,000 a year for someone to, to help me with this. Where do I go for, for the type of uh, help that I need to be able to, to do these things?
3: Well, like I said, there's a lot of Internet, but I started off with American Express Financial Advisors back in 88, 32 years ago, that is now called Ameriprise, Prize. We were called the kitchen tabletop uh, financial planners because back then, I'm sure it's more expensive now, back then we charged $350 for a financial plan instead of the thousands that that I charge. There are groups out there that not only, like Ameriprise, that charge much less and are much more geared for middle income and even lower middle income and still do a very good job um, but there's also uh, a lot of fee-only planners that will charge only per hour. And we used to have a couple in this town. Unfortunately, uh, they're, not, they're not in this town anymore. But the, the bottom line is you need to watch out for how you pay. You know, commissions can be easily hidden in uh, insurance items and stocks and bonds, and you eventually pay more than the $5,000 fee Mm -hmm. that we show you right up front. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just never keep track of it because it's hidden. And unfortunately, that happens even to this day. But there are very good, uh, uh, some of them even fiduciary, uh, certified financial planners that work with Ameriprise. They work with, uh, there's a Cheryl Garrett Network Online, if you uh, go in online, uh, those uh, is a network of financial planners that um, adhere to uh, hourly rates, and then you can get by with an hourly rate until you can progress up to maybe some yearly rate or something like that. So there's a, and and of course there's the internet. Mm -hmm. T. Rowe Price, Fidelity, Vanguard, Mm -hmm. Schwab, all have. Uh, advisory services you can get online with an 800 phone call or a chat line on the internet, and all very reasonably priced.
1: Well, Brian, uh, as usually happens, we're running out of time. I thank you so much for being my guest today. Uh, I'm hoping that somebody who's listening is hearing. So one more time, you've you've got they can get a hold of you. What is the the main web page?
3: It's Traditions. Plural, wealth Advisors, ORS, advisors.com. Or you can give us a call and talk to Michael at 979 694 9100.
1: Okay, thank you, Brian. I appreciate it so much. And I thank all of you for listening. I appreciate your listening very much. Have a good week.
3: My pleasure, Gene. Take care. Since you've